seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the door. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit, whoa. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit, whoa. Well, 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 look at what we have here. Episode 47 of The Hopeless Show. Welcome, Rohit. I'm glad to see you. Thank you, it's Aaron. Been a, it's been a long time. Um, hasn't really. It's been like five, four days, but it feels like a long time. Four days? It feels like a, five days? Seven days, right? When was that birthday? Oh, right. It has been four days. Yep, yep, I take that back. Or five days, yes. yes. Five days. We're not, look, we are not. So oh, so two things I want to say before I talk about our theme. One, if you can tell, like we forget a lot of things and like even when we last saw each other four or five days ago. So again, take with a grain of salt everything that we say. Also, you might notice sometimes in the show that one of us doesn't react to the other person with laughter or with a comment or anything of that matter. And it's not because we don't think what the other person said was important or funny or interesting. It's because we're looking up something about ourselves for our next topic or for something unrelated to the podcast whatsoever, period. So it has nothing to do with that we're not enjoying one another's company or in what one another has to say. Or It's simply that we're not paying attention. Yeah, but we, we still care. Um, and there are things <laughs> that, uh, you know, we might repeat. But we try not to do that because we want to be good hosts. Yeah, and I, I've been vict, I've been a victim. Yeah, no, not victim. I've been uh, convicted of that felon uh, in the past <laughs> of of being uh, of repeating a, a topic a couple times and have been called out on it on uh, by a couple people because uh, I said the same thing that Rohit just said. And look, it's not about who comes in first. It's not about who comes in second. It's just the fact that we're both here. And, and we have some interesting topics today, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll let Aaron get into the theme, and I'll talk about that, but one of the topics does, um, and you just said the word come, it does involve that, so um, yes. <laughs> yes. The, the theme, though, is not coming. Yeah. Uh, the, it's not come. It, that would be a weird, we did be, be a, that's, oh no, we do, well, if you would like to subscribe to our uh, OnlyFans Hopeless Show, then we can... We'll happily, uh, you know, we'll just uh, DM us for the OnlyFans uh, version of The Hopeless Show, and we'll happily uh, share that episode. Yeah, just gaping b-holes. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this already took a turn, so get ready for a ride uh, today, everyone. Yes. This, is, this episode uh, this is, is for 18 and over, um, as are all yep. our episodes. And so speaking of 18 and over, actually 12 and over, uh, the theme is Vax on, mask off. If you have a vaccine in the U.S., you don't have to wear a mask anymore unless like a store or place says you have to, but you don't actually have to anymore by the CDC, by the president, uh, which is amazing. So therefore, our theme is going to be how every topic or anything we bring up is directly affected or what might change because the pandemic now is, you know, it's in the, it's the pandemic. Can we say it's jumped the shark? 
I mean, I feel like jumping the shark is when you have uh, a creative concept that just has worn itself out. So then you do ridiculous things to keep people's interest. But right. So if anyone wants to know, I'm trying to think. I mean, it's definitely worn out. It's welcome the pandemic. So yes. that part's true. Yes, it has. It has. It has. And it's 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 so I guess, yeah, it's a new season. Um, this is a um, hot face season uh, or hot face summer um, because now yeah. you can see people's faces. But um, yes, Aaron, the, the theme today will be what the mask off world has to do with each of our topics. You know, I think we can find a little hope out of each of that. But today, some of those topics do include everything from homelessness to a new crypto coin called Come Rocket uh, to San Diego trip to Harry Potter to Violent Punches. Name that tune and then we'll get to some Hope in 60 and some fan mail. But we have a power packed yes. show with a lot of weird topics. I'm very excited for us to bring it to you. Yeah, me too. And, and just a little news from the quarantine, which is uh, we're still waiting for that submission for someone to tell us what to call this section. So it's going to be the news from the quarantine until other until we have a better name. Yeah. At this point, it's just an emotional quarantine of sorts. Yeah. 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 My, it's my soul. So also just some uh, housekeeping, house cleaning, which is uh, going to lead into cleaning. These these segues right now are working. So I'm I'm like flawless with how I'm presenting these segues. This next week we have a CNN hero as a guest on the Hopeless Show. So we will say no more. But a CNN hero will be on our show. So the guests keep coming. They keep showing up. Um, sometimes curious uh, what what they have to you know. Always curious what they have to say. Sometimes curious why they're doing the show because. Why do they care what we have to say? But we love having our guests. So can't wait for our CNN hero. And speaking of house cleaning, I just, in the news from the corner, I wanted to tell you, Sonny Rowe, and see your thoughts. Uh, in the last number of weeks, months, I've been doing, I've told you a little about it. I've been doing a little bit of cleaning at my place that, like, I, I'll, like, spend one evening and go through a drawer. Like, one drawer. I'm a terrible cleaner. So I'll go through one drawer. Your place is so much cleaner and more organized than mine. It's until now. I'm making, I'm trying to be like you. Now, when I bring up cleaning, the reason I bring this up is what I've noticed about cleaning. And I'm curious if you think the same thing. I keep finding awesome things that I didn't know I had every time I clean. It's like the gift that keeps on giving. It's like Christmas or Hanukkah in like on May 12th because I go through a drawer and I'll just find like, like it could be a letter from someone. It could be like a $20 bill, which I've found. It could be like some relic where I was like, oh man, I thought I'd lost that. And oh yeah, that was my a gift from my sister. I really am glad I have that now. The things that I find in these drawers, it's unbelievable. So I wonder if you have that experience of it's the gift that keeps on giving when you clean. Because if so, everyone should just clean all the time. I mean, honestly, I can completely get behind that. I have drawers and I have boxes that I've moved from place to place to place that I haven't looked at since like four places ago. And each time I just, like, <laughs> and it's just like, and I've got old mail. And what I've been doing is sometimes I will go through these old piles and I can, it's really dusty. And so I get started getting sneezy, but it feels so good throwing stuff away, except I've missed stuff at like, 
like gift cards that have expired and all these like good stuff that are no longer good or things that I even forgot I had or things that I had to rebuy because I forgot that I had them. Um, and <laughs> so uh, I, I think it's, it's a good exercise. And I also think it's like just a, I bought the couple Marie Kondo books. I never read them, but they're just taking up space. But like, <laughs> you know, I think like, you know, does it spark joy? And it's like, it feels good to get rid of stuff. It really does. Um, but I'm so sentimental, so it's very difficult for me to do that. But Same. spring cleaning is, I guess, it's still technically the spring. Um, it'll be the summer soon. So you guys still have time to do this and start that summer off losing some LBs from all the crap lying around your home. Do it now before things are open and you're not going to be at home as much because it's nice to come back to a clean home. That's why I'm doing it. It absolutely is. So speaking of home, yes. topic one. Topic one, or it's about homes or lack thereof, but this is about the homelessness crisis in Los Angeles. Um, and more specifically, all the raging fires that are being caused by the homeless crisis, homelessness crisis that's happening in LA. And this, I don't think, is necessarily unique to LA, but what we've been seeing over the past, you know, I'd say 18 plus months is, you know, I used to live in Venice, um, now I'm more in South LA, um, but what was this beach town that was, you know, obviously it has, it's very much, you know, it's very like gritty roots, but what happened was we've had homeless encampments, not just in Venice, but, but especially in Venice, but have taken over places in Los Angeles. We see hundreds upon hundreds, maybe thousands of tents and just, uh, you know, and homeless people that have just moved in right by the beach or, you know, just in like certain streets in downtown and, and like, like we've never seen it before. Um, understanding that the, uh, you know, a lot of people lost their jobs and there is always going to be homelessness when, you know, people are facing down times and the economy is facing down times. But it's like these encampments are like blowing up like crazy. And, um, you know, I know LA has, homeless shelters and but those are never always full because of you know various reasons which we'll get into but what i'm hopeless about aaron is that like i'm reading this article on yahoo that there was recently a woman whose home was burnt down while she was just traveling her dog was uh burnt to death inside her home she got back and it was just and there and the police right now believe it was just another yet another one of the thousands of fires that are being uh set by homeless encampments because they're using gas grills or sometimes it's arson. Um, and there's about 24 fires that are coming from homeless uh, encampments per day in Los Angeles, Whoa. making up 54% of all the fires that the F LAFD responds to. Um, so it, this is a big, bad, scary thing. People are dying, homeless people and non-homeless people alike. Um, so how do we find hope? Because knowing that some people are down in their times, but also this is just out of control. Like this can't happen. So where, where do we go from here? What's your thoughts? Well, I, I saw it with my own eyes. One, I mean, where I live, there's a lot of um, homelessness that wasn't there before the pandemic, which is just sad. And I think first and foremost, it's just sad that, um, and I feel for everyone who doesn't have a home and a roof over their head. And then I was driving in the valley in a nice area in the valley. I was, it's like blocks from where Clayton Kershaw lives. And uh, I found this out from my uh, my godfather. He, we were going to a Dodger game and he was driving me. He's like, oh yeah, so right over here, that's Kershaw's house. And then behind it is Demi Lovato's house. So like they're at Kershaw and Demi Lovato, the most unlikely pair. 
our uh, our back-to-back um, homes. And then we drive about a block or two more and under the underpass out where the, I won't give, say exactly where it is, but in the valley, uh, there was not just a massive homeless encampment of probably 50 different tents, but the entire street was covered in trash. And I was thinking there wasn't a fire at the time, but if you want to make, like, there's just all this stuff to make fires, like to build a fire. Cause there's just all kinds of crap that they want to probably get rid of. So they build a fire. I'm guessing in part to get rid of the junk, if nothing else. So that's a long winded way of saying maybe it would help if we just, if instead of fighting this problem right now, because there's no way to like give everyone, like give everyone jobs at this second and have everyone get a house who needs one um, that have been homeless by the pandemic. But maybe embracing instead of fighting the problem and like going and cleaning up these areas and helping a bit more with these encampments that have started up just like you would a normal area that is a, a street I live on, like cleaning it up a little bit, having the city put a little bit of uh, funds, not not just into trying to get rid of the homeless population, but because the homeless population exists, making sure it's a nicer environment so that some of these problems don't arise. So kind of like, so you're saying kind of take where the encampments are and make them nicer. Yeah. And not, not, they're not going to, it doesn't take a lot. It's like this street that I was just talking about, it would have taken um, a couple cleaning people to just go and clean the street up. And then there's not all this junk that I'm guessing at night they put in a trash bin, use to start a fire, keeps them warm and stuff. But the trash, like there was just so much trash. And my guess is I've seen some of these fires before. They're trash fires. They put them in a trash bin and burn it. And some of that could cause these fires. You said some is from grilling. But I, I just think embracing it for now instead of just trying to fight this thing that isn't going away in almost any major city right now. Yeah, see, that's where I, I feel like unsure about. I mean, there's there's I think there's two types of um, homeless or unhoused people. I think one group of people that are hard up on their time, lost their jobs, lost their home, lost everything. And now they've turned to having to live someplace that is without a roof. Then there's the other population. And I think it's a pretty significant population. People that don't want to live in a home. They don't want to have a job. They kind of, it, LA is, there is a reason people love, there's so much a higher population, homeless population in LA because there's even a transient population. People come and it's like, hey, listen, I want to like live out in the wild of like the, of the and kind of like just, you know, you'll see it a lot with younger people, but people that are just out there to get stoned and surf and just do crazy drugs all day and just kind of like live free of having to pay taxes, live free of having to have a job and because it's warm, it's sunny. And I don't think that's a small population. And also LA has not had been able to fill its homeless shelters because they, you have to have, you know, you can't use drugs and you have to sort of like maintain some sort of rules and they're, what's happening is you're, you're having LA putting all this funding into creating housing for people. And I think recently they've relaxed the rules because they could not get people in these homeless shelters that our tax dollars are paying for. So it's crazy. It's people that don't want housing. And I know remember Silver Lake, there was all these people protesting because they just like, they like wiped out all the tents and everything like that and forced all the people out of the park. 
I was in support of that personally because it's like, dude, this is a park where children are. This isn't a campground for you to live free. And I think like there's places that you can go where people felt it was they were entitled to live wherever they want. And maybe I'm a capitalist asshole, which I am. But I think that there's <laughs> like if you are like and also LA's, I think they were going to put in like some more billions and billions of dollars into more sort of services for the homeless, which is great. But I think contributing to their current encampments and making the encampments better only will attract more people to like, Oh, I don't need to live in a shelter. This is great. They're providing me all these resources. This is even better. Um, and I don't, I think it drives down property values. You have all these encampments in front of schools, like in front of churches. And it's like, it's like, dude, it's out of control. And I just don't know how I can, how it's going to get better. See, this could almost be a debate, but I I hear you because you're supposed to say that when you disagree yeah. with someone is that yeah. you hear them. So I hear you loud and clear. I do think for right now, because we're coming out of this pandemic, we have to give the benefit of the doubt, the benefit of doubt, the benefit of the doubt or of doubt. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. To uh, to all the people who did lose their jobs and maybe in 2022 reassess. But for now, I think that there there is reallocating some of those funds to just clean up some of these areas because they're not going away right now. And then in 2022, maybe reassess as the pandemic is completely behind us and hope the economy is hopefully in a much better place and, and so on and so forth. So that but for now, making these places nicer per your problem about the fires, at least could make them dissipate a bit if you just if they're not as left to basically left to rot these areas. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's not even fires. It's just like bad outbreaks of COVID. And like, there's just like a lot of pain and suffering that's coming from these places. And nobody that's living there, many people that are living there don't seem to want to make it better because they like it. So it sucks. And I feel bad for everybody that is in a hard time and hard up, but like, yeah, this is something that has to be handled in some way, but yes. Um, okay. So I guess, well, do you feel any uh, hope from the idea of like at least cleaning them up a little bit? Not really. Um, okay, but... so instead of a hope gong, I'm going to give you something else. Yeah, I'm crying about it. Uh, yeah, but anyway. that's Well, we didn't uh, solve anything there, but uh, we'll move on to Crypto Watch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and here's the thing, even with the mask off, if we're just going to apply our theme, um, yeah, I think hold on to those masks with all those fires. It'll stop the fumes. Um, and anyway. uh, what if uh, in the homeless community, the um, I believe they were among the first who can get vaxxed. And I hope everyone there is getting vaxxed because that so. that would be good. Yes, Agreed. that's my that's my poignant poignant sentence. That would be good. Yes. Okay. Let's move on to Crypto Watch. This seems to be the, a, there's nothing there's nothing like a transition from homelessness to making money. <laughs> yeah. To like the currency of bros, and this yeah. is really fucking seamless. And we never said once that we were a sensitive show. 
Um, you know, this is this is just purely we're part of the machine at times. But yes, let's talk about <laughs> crypto. This is actually a, a pretty popular segment. Even our own producer, Nate, um, he's been asking, hey, let's spend more time talking about this stuff. And I think we do have some updates. This is where Aaron and I are updating you, the listeners, on our likely harebrained schemes to try and get rich off of cryptocurrency um, based off of generally zero like skill and deep knowledge of what's actually happening in the world of cryptocurrencies. But uh, yeah, yeah, we're doing okay. It's yeah. all true. Yeah. It's all true. So Aaron, how's a, how's a, oh, actually there's a bit of good news before we talk about how our current investments are doing because um, this past week, Elon Musk announced that people are not going to be able to pay Tesla um, with Bitcoin anymore. He removed that as a payment method due to uh, Bitcoins. And, you know, it's one of many. It's it's horrible impact on the environment because the amount of energy it takes to generate a Bitcoin. And every time a Bitcoin is traded or exchanged, you need more energy to, tr- to facilitate that transaction. So the more Bitcoins used... It's not just the creation of the coins, but it's the facilitation of those trades. So when he stopped taking Bitcoin in about 24 hours, Bitcoin's valuation dropped about 20% from about 58 to 48,000 uh, per coin. Um, that hurt so, you and me. Yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, I will give a shout out to Elon, though, before uh, I get annoyed with him. What he did uh, on SNL that a lot of people picked up on and more should have is uh, by coming out and saying that he's on the uh, spectrum. Yeah, it was uh, to me and and we'll be talking about this a lot more next week about the uh, a big thing that that we're doing and that uh, a big social movement that we're starting about being um, proud of who you are and the idea that someone of his stature, the richest man in the world would go on national TV and say that he, uh, has a uh, learning disability and uh, and and uh, and look what he's achieved. Proudly said he has Asperger's. Was to me for the for the learning community, for the mental health community, for any community that where you have an invisible disability. That was groundbreaking, and I commend him for that. That being said, not taking anything away from it, man, is it annoying how his tweets can screw with things like. Yeah. It's really annoying, like the amount of power, like, and this is where capitalism gets like, like nuts is the amount of power now that his tweets have on our economy and on people's wealth is nuts. It's like he's more powerful than like anyone. Yeah, it's technocracy. Yeah, it's it's these powerful billionaires and these big corporations are they control the economy, they control politics, they control speech, they control everything in front of us. It's very, very scary. It's scary. So what, like, it's like hanging on by a thread. So one thing that I did with uh, Doggy Coin or Dogecoin or Dodgy Coin, however you want to pronounce it's it, Doge. I believe there's it is. No other, there's no other pronunciation besides Doge. And if you call it Doggy, if you're listening out there, you are very wrong. But it might be doggy. No, but it's, it's Doge. It's based off the meme Doge. Um, oh, right. Yes, you're right. You're right. Yes, okay. Yes. So um, I, after that SNL thing, got rid of like half of my uh, Doge coin because I want to have some. I like it. 
I think it's a funny thing, but I was just realizing like just having so much, uh, mental investment into an SNL episode was unhealthy for my soul. So yeah. what do you think? Cause that, that like watching that SNL episode, I was like terrified. Yeah. I mean, SNL, by the way, that episode was just, I, this is why I don't watch SNL that it's not funny anymore. It's really, there's like one or two skits usually that are okay, but it's like not funny and I hate it. Um, but Elon was probably the best part of it but I will not be rewatching the show anytime soon. Um, but what I did take away is that yes, Elon, they talked about Doge, they had fun with it. And here's the thing, Elon giveth and Elon taketh. And he, while he hurt our Bitcoin investments, he has helped us get there. But also he's the one, his tweets have really helped us see a 20X return on our investment for our Dogecoin. So we've been very happy with that. Um, but yes, I think that you probably did the smart thing by pulling out of a little bit of your Doge, um, but it is starting to go back up right now. Doge is uh, kind of at 56 cents right now. Um, and it, it was like close to, it was in the 70 cents range around Saturday this weekend. So yeah, you made, you made out pretty well if you sold, but then um, Bitcoin is back up to 50 from after dropping to 48. Um, and then I got some new coins for us to consider. Um, yes. There is, and I don't really know what these do, but there's Vthor, VChain, Storage, S-T-O-R-J. Um, and these are not recommendations. These are things that I've heard about that I have friends that like, and I'm just going to put money into them and see what happens. But my new favorite one, um, but I think we missed the boat, is on Cumrocket. Now, Cumrocket, Aaron, um, uh, you know, or Cummies for short, is a new crypto that over the past week um, has, or sorry, year to date, in... On April 11th, about a month ago, Come Rocket was 0.0017 cents, right? So mm-hmm. well, let's round up to 0.0018 cents, right? On April 12th. So Today, it wasn't coming. It was not coming much. Was, no. Today it is 14 cents. So it what? has gone up. Dude, actually on April 9th, it was 0.0001. So it's gone up like 100, 200, 100, 20,000 times the value. So if you put so I have a, a dollar, I have a question for you. Yes. How? Why didn't you tell me about this? Because I just found out about it yesterday. Um, did you did you get? Uh, I did not buy any cummies um because i think we already kind of missed the boat i don't know who's i don't know what vendors amazon is not accepting cum rocket right now as a form of payment um and i don't know what vendors have and i don't really know what exchanges are I oh i know what pa- i know what people are accepting cum yeah, rocket you got to buy through pancake swap um i think so it's not even like an easily available coin um but uh yeah it's if anybody invested a dollar they'd ha- it, it, about a month ago it's twenty thousand dollars now so like, I don't know, maybe we just try and find these insane coins, put a few bucks in and just like buy ridiculous random coins and see what happens. Um, yeah. We just got to figure out what those yeah. coins are. Splooge plane. Yeah. We can make our own dumb one too. Um, Splooge plane. Yeah. <laughs> so for listeners out there, um, maybe come rocket is the new Bitcoin, but most likely not. Um, but yes, that is our, our, crypto watch um <laughs> I, I you need to text me all the uh info of how to do all this stuff again and then i will not figure it out yeah i texted you by the way last week vthor vchain and um 
storage in our group chat with Mike and Brad, but nobody seemed to really be gravitating towards it. I had that screenshot, but um, yeah. Did you get it? Yes. Yes. Did it work? No, I'm about, I'm break even still. Hasn't raised. <laughs> yeah. But well, these are all long buys, long holds. Cool. So, Aaron, we like sports, right? Yeah. Yeah. We do. Well, why don't you start with this topic, Rohit? So this is a this is a hopeless topic. Um, it has to evolve with San Diego. Uh, San Diego is the afterly, the previously mentioned Mike, Brad, Aaron, and myself. We're friends. It was my idea to go down to San Diego and have a boys' weekend, watch some baseball, drink some beers, have a good time, and yeah. And I have to work that weekend, um, and so sadly I can't go. It doesn't seem like we'll be able to find another weekend that works. So how do we find hope in this? I'm very, very sad about it. So on that Friday, what you don't know yet is that you're getting kidnapped and you're getting thrown into the trunk of uh, one of the cars and you're going to bring all your work stuff and you're going to do all your work from there. And we actually have hired so that you have a multimedia room that has everything you might possibly need. And it's encrypted. So no one, an encrypted room, if that exists, so no one can see or feel anything you're doing. They won't even know you exist. And then you'll come out when you're done with work and you'll come hang out. That's what's actually happening. So I do. So I want to miss, so I'm going to miss baseball. I'm going to miss hanging out. I'm going to miss all the fun and I'm going to be working from there. No, you'll miss. So, no, because you 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 have find time to do other things in your weekend. You'll find it'll be like okay, I'm done now. Like it's over, and th- these things, you know, you don't know exactly how many hours it might be, exactly how long it'll be. It's on the it's, the gig is on the East Coast. How late is, really will they go? But they, I think they have like a five a.m. call time or a five forty-five a.m. call time, which is like two thirty in the morning, two forty-five in the morning if it's five forty-five here in L.A. or in the West Coast. And so then they are shooting stuff and then they're loading stuff for me to then review, whether it's live or in post. And then I have to do feedback and I think they're doing a 12 hour shoot day. Right. And then, then I have to then give my feedback. So this is like, I'll literally be up at crazy hours and this is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And then I, yeah, it's like literally I can't do anything. So it's very, very sad. I, I don't think I can go. So even if it was so remotely. I also, this is still a number of weeks away. Two weeks. I, that's a number. Yeah. It is. Two, two is a number. number. Two is undoubtedly a number. <laughs> yeah. So it's a number of weeks away. It just happens to be two is the number. Yep. I believe you will be able to go because I believe there will be a way. I think things change all the time. I think that you're, you'll mentally you'll change. I know you don't realize this, but there was something in your drink this morning that uh, makes you forget some things you have to do. You'll, you'll, it's fine. We'll, you'll, we'll tell you about it later. But you're, you're going to be able to go. And so my hope for this and, uh, and also hope that we're relating it to masks, you don't have to wear masks down in San Diego anymore. You can just walk around and hang out. And to be cooped up when you can be looking out at the water, to be cooped up in your office when you can be looking outside and then going outside even for a little break and just walk right to the beach with your mask, no mask on, feeling free. I mean, 
I mean, is there go. anything worse though than being out in a place with your friends and you can't actually go hang out with your friends? They're all doing shit and you are the one sitting there back working. It's even worse than not going at all because like you were literally, while well, everybody's just chilling, they're eating lunch and you're just in a room, in a secure room and that you can't leave for hours and then you watch your friends have fun versus just being not there at all. I'd rather not go to be honest because that is, it is like too depressing to watch I mean, people go give, out. Yeah. We're actually writing... We're going to be doing a video blog, of a vlog of uh, of all the experience, Can't and we're going to do gonna one of those it. things like in a James Bond movie where they pry your eyes open, and you have to watch the whole entire yep. trip. Not going to watch it. Turning off my Instagram. Not going to keep track of anything. Um, well, yeah. On the bright side, I still think you're going to go. I, I still think, think something's going to work out. I don't know how, but I don't think it's happening. Uh, well, so let's uh, let's ask anyone, people listening. Do you think Rohit will end up going or not? Yeah. Rohit thinks he's not going to go. He is yeah. himself. So like <laughs> yeah. he has probably more say in this than others. Uh I think he's still going to go. Yeah. Maybe later maybe later this year or next season, you know, we can make it work. Um so that's depressing. There's no Very. hope in that except None. if you go. Zero. But let's go right into our debate because I have no idea what this is and We've kind of had some little mini debates already, which I like. Yes. And so now let's go with our big debate. All right. And this is a simple one. Aaron, do you think Harry Potter is more effective with a wand or a gun? Um, where? Like in, in LA? Like, would he have, would he, no, like what in the Harry Potter universe, would he have been a more effective um, wizard? With a gun or with his wand? His Phoenix tail core wand. So I am, I really don't like guns. I'm, I'm pretty, myself personally, I am a pretty anti-gun. I just think that they don't lead to any good ever. I don't get it. Um, people who are gun lovers, by all means, love your guns. I think there's other hobbies that are more interesting. That being said, Harry Potter, like, dude, People with guns in movies crush. I just watched one last night. Pretty. I'll gonna get to it later, so I won't. It's a ne- next topic. But people with guns in movies, like John Wick, like they destroy with guns. Oh, they and kick I ass. never saw they kick ass, and I never saw Harry Potter destroy like John Wick, for example. Like John, like the way that Harry Potter did magic and did spells with his gun, wand is nothing like John Wick with his guns. So I'm going Harry Potter gun. Okay, then I think we agree. But I think the challenge is the Dementors, because I think Dementors, you need a Patronus charm, um, which has to call upon happiness. I don't think you can shoot a Dementor. But let me actually just read you a really quick citation. Now, this is a 10-year-old post on Reddit that recently started popping up. um, And it's also on Sonic the Hedge Fund, um, if anybody wants to follow that account. So this is why Harry Potter should have carried an M1911. And I quote, Okay, so this has been driving me crazy for seven movies now, and I know you're going to roll your eyes, but hear me out. Harry Potter should have carried a 1911. Here's why. Think about how quickly the entire Wizarding World War III would have ended if all the good guys had simply armed up with good old American hot lead. Basilisk, let's see how tough it is when you shoot with shoot it with a 470 Nitro Express. Worried about its Medusa gaze? Wear night vision goggles. The image is light amplified and retransmitted to your eyes. You aren't looking at it. You're looking at a picture of it. 
Imagine how epic the first movie would be if Harry put on a breaching charge on the bathroom wall, flashbanged the hole, and then went, went in wearing NVGs and a Kevlar weave stab vest, carrying SPAS 12. Wow. And have you noticed that only Europe seems to be, have problem with Death Eaters? Maybe it's because Americans have spent the last 200 years shooting deer, playing GTA Vice City, and keeping an eye out for black helicopters over their compounds. Meanwhile, Brits have been cutting their stakes with spoons. Remember, gun control means that Voldemort wins. God made wizards and God made muggles, but Samuel Colt made them equal. Now, I know what you're going to say, but a wizard could just disarm someone with a gun. Yeah, well, they could also disarm someone with a wand, as they do many times throughout the books and movies. But which is faster, saying a spell or pulling a trigger? Avada Kedavra meet Avtomat Kalishnikova. Imagine Harry out in the woods wearing his invisibility cloak, carrying a 50 mag Beretta, turning Death Eaters into pink mist, scratching a lightning bolt onto his rifle stock for each kill. I don't think that Madame Pomfrey has any spells that can scrape your brains off the trees and put you back together after something like that. Voldemort's wand may be 13.5 inches with a phoenix feather core, but Harry's would be 0.50 inches with the tungsten core. Let's see Voldy wave his at 3,000 feet per second. Better hope you have some essence of dittany for that sucking chest wound. I can see it now. Voldemort roaring with evil laughter and boasting <laughs> to Harry that he can't be killed since he is protected by seven horcruxes, only to have Harry <laughs> give a crooked grin, flick his cigarette butt away, and deliver what would easily be the best one-liner in the entire series. Well, then I guess it's a good thing my 1911 holds seven plus one. And that is why Harry Potter should have carried a 1911. <laughs> <laughs> so whoever wrote that, just there, that's like, that's a, that should be in the Smithsonian Museum yes. of Best Literature Ever. That is literature. You are absolutely right, Aaron. Like that, what, what's like the book award that people get? Like, remember when you're the, kid, um, you, the Pulitzer. Pulitzer, yes, yes, and then there's like even for children's books, like a Hugo or something. The I don't Hugo, know what those. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, you should get that the too. Hugo. Harry Potter's uh, Harry Potter's treasures to children. But anyway, I think we agree. And on, the on Grammy, our- he should get a Grammy too, because that was music to my ears. That was good. That was just yeah. like, like everything about that was good, and he should definitely have had a gun. And uh, also, side note, I worry for this guy's mental health. Who wrote it? <laughs> But the bathtub with the essence of Dittany to cure up the sucking chest wound. Like, that's amazing. Or the Brits or the Brits, the Brits using a spoon to cut their food. (laughs) (laughs) To cut their steak. And like, yeah, so I did take, I did do a poll on Sonic the Hedge Fund. um, And 26% of people voted Harry Potter should use a wand. 74% went with gun. Um, And I have this amazing visual. I'm going to show you on the screen. (laughs) This is... uh, Going to really lead into uh, Hopeless TV in a minute, too. Yes. So I think that's it. Um, I think we agree on the debate no, again. Yeah. yeah. We some, <laughs> look, we haven't agreed on some things today, but Harry Potter uh, waving a gun and uh, speaking, and just to com- to get the mask part about it, just because the pandemic is over doesn't mean we need more gun violence. So please, if you're thinking of... If you're listening to this show and you're thinking of committing vun- gun violence, don't. Yeah. Or if you're Harry Potter, fuck it, mask off. Yeah, and you know. crush and just yeah. crush. Well, that leads directly into topic two, violence. So, Rohit, I have, I have a uh, conundrum. 
What you got? So I'm guessing you saw there was a Padres versus Rockies game. And this Padres fan caught on video, walked over to a Rockies fan and like Floyd Mayweather knocked him out with one punch. Oh, we fucking smoked him. Like it was the one. It was a better punch than you'd see in 99% of boxing matches. I mean, yep. just knocked the guy out. He's a Padres fan in Colorado wearing his Padres gear and he just knocked him out. And I mean, the punch, if you haven't seen it, it's very viral, this clip. But if you haven't seen it, just look up Padres fan punch. And so here's the problem that I have with it. A couple things. The first is I watched that punch 40 times in a row. <laughs> Me too. Like, you too. I yeah. couldn't stop watching it. I just, and then afterwards, the guy who threw the punch, like a lot of Rockies fans went and jumped him. So that was cool too. So it was just like, it was just brute. Like we're right out of the, you know, the pandemic is just we're getting right out of it. The masks are coming off and stuff. And this, and like this punch was just like, instead of seeing people embrace each other and be happy about like, we can go to games and stuff together. What went viral? This guy knocking this other guy straight unconscious. I mean, he falls, he's straight unconscious. And so then I was just thinking like, am I fixated with violence? Like, do I just love watching violence during the pandemic i'd drive around whenever i heard sirens and stuff which was a lot especially around the black lives matter movement time in my area there was something crazy happening just about every night and i would drive as close as i could to it and walk up to where the incident was i saw someone with a gun on a roof i saw a shooting that whizzed over a friend's house and i went over and like talked to dudes who were friends with the guy who shot people like the, the I just was and then I'm watching this punch and I'm like man I can't stop watching this this violent stuff uh do I have a problem I'm here I am saying I hate guns which I do but I also can't stop watching this shit okay well first of all violence is amazing um secondly okay, okay. um I just want to share my experience with the video and when I first watch it and just saw like this younger guy probably in his early mid 30s just like straight up blast this older guy that's a Rockies fan that didn't even throw a punch. He just like walked up to him and just like, like, like just cold cocked him. Um, at first I was like, that Padres fan's an asshole. And the more I watched it, the more I started rooting for the Padres fan because one, I figure something must have been happening for people to be recording, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes when you're a visiting fan in, in another city, you know, and like and they have really drunk fans. I mean, people in Colorado love to party. Every city loves yep. to party. But like you have to imagine there was something that led to that escalation where this people, these people would be yelling at each other, getting that mad. And that the so bad that it, people started recording. So something must have happened. We don't have the whole story. And no, I don't think they've ever announced or released the full story. Um, secondly, the um, uh, uh, I think that there's just like the quality of that punch is commendable in itself. And that guy is just cool. And <laughs> the, th and thirdly, I think baseball, and we talk about this all the time. Baseball is best when there's excitement and fans are, are into it. And I will take violence at games as a way to stoke excitement any day 
Um, and I think it makes it way more fun. Like we need more baseball hooligans. Um, and so, yes, I will end this with my hope is hopefully like base, make baseball violent again. I want brawls on the field. I want fans fighting. I want just insanity. And then when you know you're going to a game, you know it's going to be amazing. All right. I'll hope gong that. I feel good about my violence infatuation. Yeah. And and I will say to, to add to that one other piece is the person who got punched didn't file any charges or anything of the sort. That part was released. That no charges were filed. Nothing was done for the Padre fan who punched him. So that Respect. means that means one of two things. Either the guy is like, damn, that was just an impressive punch. Or two, which is much more likely, is he had done some stuff that people recorded that was inciting the uh, violence. And that's probably what happened. It's he was pro my guess is heckling the Padre fan the entire game. And the Padre fan got sick of it after a few too many Coors Lights and uh, just yeah. threw one heck of a haymaker. I can't, I can't wait to find out if there's any more detail on it. But yes, go Padres guy. Um, yes. As much as it hurts you to say that, I'm sure, as a Dodgers fan. Um, yeah, we're not doing great right now. But uh, we'll, we'll stop talking about that because it just makes me cry. And speaking of crying, I don't want to have remorse. Because can we go right into Hopeless TV? Yeah. So there's a few pieces of hopeless TV this week. One is called a movie called Without Remorse. If you haven't heard of the movie, there's billboards everywhere of, of it. It's on Amazon Prime. And I decided to watch it last night because Michael B. Jordan, he's kind of cool. And I don't know. It was just like looked like a fun movie, maybe like John Wick type movie. I don't know. Just something. I have no idea actually why I decided to watch it, but I did. Uh a friend had told me to watch it, but he also works with Amazon. So, so he usually, so I texted with him afterwards and he said, yeah, it was, it wasn't that good. I'm like, well, then why the fuck do you tell us to watch these things? <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Um, so my problem with this movie is this, I am worried now that, uh, so much content is going to streaming and people like myself will just watch something that we wouldn't otherwise go to the theater to go see that they're just dumbing down the scripts and dumbing down like the, like, because people's expectations are so like you get, you're already subscribing to Amazon prime mm -hmm. and I have a bunch of movies that I've made on Amazon prime. So I'm not saying don't subscribe, but like these like this movie probably had a hundred million dollar budget. And the story was basically non-existent. There was almost no story. It's just like, dude, uh, his uh, family gets killed and he's a Navy SEAL and he wants to go get the people who killed the family. And he and then there's just a lot of blowing up and shooting and uh, you can predict every part of it. It's all like, OK, and then that's going to happen and then that's going to. OK, yes. Like it's it was just like and there's and there's barely any story like Michael B. Jordan. We must have seen the script and the paycheck. I'm like, oh, I get five million dollars and I only have to say like 12 lines and I just get to like take my shirt off a bunch and kill people. Great. Sign me up. So I felt hopeless because I just thought, man, this is the number one movie streaming right now. And there's just nothing to it. Like nothing to it, except it's like exists and that you watch a lot of people blow up. So, 
Um, I think the hope there is sometimes people go to a restaurant, you know, and or if how's this? So not every meal can be a steak. Sometimes you just want a burger and some fries, right? Right. But undoubtedly, uh, like a, a wonderful like prime rib aged with like that's like you know like seared with butter and a bit of garlic is. I mean, you can't eat red meat because of, of uh, you know, your, your dietary restraints. But you get what I'm saying. Yes. Is like is obviously better than a Big Mac. But Big Macs are still delicious when you want that. So I think maybe the hope here is that this was just, this hopefully wasn't marketed as a steak to you, but it should have been marketed as a Big Mac. Um, and so it was like marketed this, as a steak. It was marketed like this is going to be like a clear. It's Tom Clancy, they said. So it's like going to be like a clear and present danger or like a uh-huh. one of those great, you know, like a good Harrison Ford action movie. And it was not. There was like just nothing to it. I mean, it wasn't like I wasn't terribly bored. It was just there was not much to it. Family gets yeah. killed. Guy needs revenge. Guy goes and gets revenge. So... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, it's the marketing. They got it. like they should. It should just come with a disclaimer at the beginning, like you're you're gonna feel dumber after watching this movie. Enjoy. And if they did that, like like the MPAA ratings instead of like PG PG thirteen or R, it should just say D, dumber. And you'll feel dumber, but you'll enjoy, and then feel dumber for it. You know what? Then maybe we can make recommend movies like, hey, listen, when you're just like. Like when uh, maybe next to my topics, hey, listen, this is like a highbrow movie. This is like, hey, if you want to really think, and this is one, if you just, this is a Big Mac movie. Maybe we, you and I can come up with our own rating system. Um, so how would you rate this in terms of Big Macs, in terms of movies? Like, uh, it's a Big Mac four. Okay. Out of 10 or five? Out of 10. Wow. Four or five. Okay, so, so this is like a really bad Big Mac too. Even it's just it was- pretty blah. And is uh, the friend who recommended it said uh, afterwards, he goes, yeah, it was just meh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, thanks. <laughs> All right. That friend will remain. We will not name that friend because, um, you know, I'm sure Brad would be very upset if we named him. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you cannot. You can't name Brad when you're talking yeah. about movies yeah. that he recommends. And it's just Brad, don't worry. Thing. We will not mention your name about who you are. So, Brad, you're 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 recommendation secret is safe with us. Okay, Brad. Yeah. So no problem, Brad. And you know what, Brad, we're going to even move to the next topic so that we make sure not to say your name. Yeah. Brad. (laughs) So because the next hopeless TV topic is, uh, it's not about Brad. (laughs) It's, it's, (laughs) it's, it has nothing to do with Brad. There's a show called name that tune. I remember this being on like the game show network growing up. And I loved it. They like play a song and you have to guess the tune in a few seconds. It has Randy Jackson and then Jane Krakowski is the host. If you know who Jane Krakowski is, if you don't know yeah, who she, she is, she was in 30, 30 Rock. Rock the, yeah. One of the stars of the show 30 Rock. That was a great show. She was great in it. And I just felt hopeless because there are some people who are great at acting but terrible at hosting. And she was atrocious at hosting. I was, I had to turn it off. Because I just couldn't stand her host. Like every single cliche in the book she used, it was she was like whiny and annoying, and it was like, man, this is a different skill set, and you're ruining name that tune, which is a highbrow show about 
playing notes of a song and having to name them and you're ruining it. It's not actually highbrow. It's a Big Mac, but you're having to, you're ruining it with like Jane Krakowski. And I just felt bummed because I really was excited to watch a redo of this show. I liked watching reruns of as a kid and uh, Jane Krakowski was not a good host. Yeah, it's, I don't know where the hope can come from there, except that, oh no, I don't have any hope for that, dude. That's that's just unfortunate. And especially it's like a beloved show. And it's like with modern songs and stuff like that. Oof. I want you to watch an episode just to tell okay. me what you think of Jane Krakowski. And this I isn't will. a recommendation coming from Brad. It's coming from me. Okay, well, just send me the network and the time and the date, and then I'll try and find a way to watch that. Okay, cool. cool. And remember, it's from Aaron, not Brad. Yep, Brad was exactly. the last movie, but we're not going to yeah, mention Anonymous it. Brad. Um, so um, should we move on to our Hope in 60 Seconds? Yeah, it's time for... Uh, I'm going to challenge you with something. So oh, boy. I, ready for it? I should start the timer. Yes. I, and go i'm ready so in the pandemic they did a thing where they made a picture of what george washington the first president of the united states would look like if he was uh if he was a um a now person a 2021 person and i saw this picture and forever i will not be able to unsee the fact that the what George Washington looks like if he was now is a cross between an NFL uh, owner and like Kirk Douglas. It's just super weird. And so click on that link right there and yep, look at I this picture. It. I see it. I actually love it. Cause you know who this reminds me of? This reminds me of Charles dance who played Tywin oh. Lannister. And I think Tywin Lannister would have been a great King over the realm. And so I think, um, yeah, George and Tywin, I have no problem with that. All right, done. You gave me hope in under 60 seconds. Ready, set, thank you. And look it up if you want to see what George Washington would look like now. Yeah. So so to wrap up our Vax and Mask show, uh, I'm going to, uh, it, it's a, uh, <laughs> yeah, this show has uh, gone, gone a bit wacky and we love it. So the submission is from uh, Stephen in Toronto. And a shout out, this is vaccine and masking to everyone in Can in Ontario who's still locked up, locked down because it sucks and their premier is an idiot. So Stephen in Toronto uh, said, uh, what's going on with your cryptic post? Because I put up a post saying something big is coming or something is coming from uh, what we're doing. And, and it's not to come answer, rocket. And it's not come rocket or splooge coin. And yeah. so to tell Steven next week on the on next week's podcast we will be revealing what that is I'm sorry for the crypticness you can go on social media and say Aaron you're being too cryptic but I wasn't I was just giving a hint that of something to come that I'm very excited about that I think will be uh everyone will find uh that they can relate to yes I'm excited to find out too um no I'm just kidding um Aaron <laughs> and I, yeah, we, have, we have a surprise <laughs> so so with that, the, the the last the last section, and we have to end the show because uh, we are out of uh, out of time. The uh, the podcast commission said that this is the end of our show. We have to end it. The PC uh, Ministry of Podcasts. It, Ministry of Podcasts. Yes. Is can I just tell you? Because hope fulfilled. I'm I'm a Prius owner. I've been a Prius owner for a long time. 
been made fun of being a Prius owner. And By because, me. yeah, well, all the time, you always say, yeah. nice Prius, dude. And I almost get a new yeah. car sometimes, and then I don't. So <laughs> it's like a thing that's almost happened a bunch. So I'm proud of my Prius again. You know why? Gas prices are terrible. Gas prices Ooh. are through the roof. And my Prius gets like 50 miles to the gallon. And I'm just cruising around being like, I don't have to fill up right now. You suckers who have cars that think are cooler than mine. I get 14 and a half in the city to a gallon. So, yeah, you are winning in terms of that. Hope fulfilled. So <laughs> yeah. uh, suck it, Rowett. So with that, I'm uh, Aaron Wolf, the Aaron Wolf on social media. We're hopeless show on social stuff. I hope you've enjoyed our vaxxed and waxed and whatever we called it episode. And maxed. Yeah. And maxed. And I'm, I'm Vohit for Rohit. V-O-H-I-T, the number four. R-O-H-I-T on all platforms. Also Sonic the Hedge Fund um, if you want some really shitty memes. Um, yeah. Aaron, another great show. And Thank you. And we will catch everybody for episode 48. When the world seems gold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. That glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show. With Aaron and Rogue it It's a hopeless show. With Aaron and Rogue it woe.